Yes. <laughs> I mean, that planet was horny. It was a horny planet, <laughs> it was, for it was sure. very strange how horny that planet was. <laughs> Welcome to Dunstan Checks. Man, this is a show where we watch one minute of the 1996 <laughs> ape film Dunstan Checks In, and we pair that minute with a film that we think would go nicely with it. I'm Emily Monkeytown. I'm Lord Andrew Rutledge. And today we watch Minute 11 of Dunstan Checks In and A Fish Called Wanda. Yes. Yes. Uh, you're the one who chose A Fish Called Wanda. This is one of my picks, yes. And you uh, seem to not understand why I picked it. I both not understand, and I mean, we'll get into it when you want to, but I'd seen the film before and I didn't like it. You didn't like it before or you didn't like it now? I don't want to reveal the now until you want to start talking about okay. it. Okay. But, but my memory of it from the first time I watched it was, man, that kind of sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, I wasn't, you, this I'll was tell, my not looking forward to it, but... I'll tell you yeah. why I picked it. Okay. I felt like Lord Rutledge in this scene okay. is sort of every character from A Fish Called Wanda rolled into one. Huh. And that when I think about A Fish Called Wanda, I think of the English. Yeah. And I think of be, people being criminal scumbags. Okay. And that's just very much on display from Lord Rutledge here. Okay. I also think he looks a little bit like the character George in um, A Fish Called Wanda. He, but now that you mention it, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think it's just I think it's just same energy, mm-hmm. as the kids say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't necessarily picking up of any specific moment in the minute. Just I feel like the energy of Lord Rutledge in this minute is very much like a PG version of A Fish Called Wanda. Okay. I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, do you want to get into it then? Sure. Okay. A, a fish called Wanda. What year did it come out? 88? 80, 80, somewhere in there. Yeah. Late, yeah. late 80s. Ladies. Um, it, I I remember not liking it originally because I saw this the first time several, like many years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember just thinking, I really hated the plot line where John Cleese wanted to have sex with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I thought that was really, really, really stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not remember Kevin Klein in it at all. So rewatching it. I was just like, wow, Kevin Klein is a real shitbag in this. And yeah, then he, he won the Oscar. Yeah. Which he, it was. I do un- think it's a good performance. I guess. <laughs> uh, and it was unprecedented at the time because he had not been nominated in any other categories or anything. Mm-hmm. He only had won the BAFTA for that year. Sure. So it was, it was a real surprise win for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this movie also made me ask, what happened to Kevin Klein? Because I feel like he's disappeared. Yeah. Well, he's uh, on, you know, he's on Bob's Burgers. I did not know that. Yeah. He's Mr. Fish Odor. That's that's crazy that he is just a cartoon now. Yeah. Um, I had also, when I was looking at what happened to Kevin Klein, I'd forgotten he had gotten married to Phoebe Cates. Oh, sure. As far as I can tell, they're still yeah. married. Yeah. And still, happily. Still going, still plugging. <laughs> um, so there was a lot of, this movie had a lot of mysteries that it presented to me. <laughs> sure. And it, not uh, not easy answers, just a lot of like, huh, yeah. that's odd. Yeah. Because um, I'd... C- somehow I'd completely forgotten the heist plot line. Sure. Of A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. Um, I what I remembered about this film was the bad affair between John Cleese and, and Jamie Lee Curtis's characters, mm-hmm. and then that Kevin Klein eats a fish called Wanda. Yes, and that those both of those made me mad. <laughs> so I just was like, this movie's stupid. Yeah, uh, but not anything that I actively hate. Just something sure. that I'm I I'm like, well, I guess that exists. <laughs> I guess that's out there for whoever wants it. This um uh, this movie. Do you know what this movie is famous for? I I read into this. Go ahead and tell the story. He killed a man. This movie. Um, <laughs> this movie did kill a man. Uh, a man watching this movie laughed. He l- laughed to death. He was laughing so hard at this movie that he died. They said his heart was going as many as three hundred beats per minute. Yeah, 
Um, at the specifically at the scene uh, where Kevin Klein eats the fish called Wanda. Well, and he he it specifically he puts um, chips as they call them fries that we know in America. Yeah. Into uh, the Michael nostrils Palin's of nose, Michael Palin's and character. then a pear into his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the apparently the visual of the chips in the nose reminded him of a gag that he had at a dinner party yeah. of putting cauliflower in your nose and trying to eat a carrot. Sure. And that really <laughs> got to him. That's a good bit. <laughs> it really got to him. Um, Do you think about people that have been killed by laughing? Yes. I know we talked about yeah, um, yeah. the the donkey that killed a man. Yeah. Well, that's anytime someone dies from laughing, it's always it's something real stupid. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> This scene, um, the guy who saw a donkey trying to eat figs, and that was so fucking funny that he died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a drunk donkey, to be fair. Oh, that does make yeah. it a little funnier. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just, this movie's just okay. I will say, I don't, I kind of agree with you on this movie. Yeah. This is a movie that holds a weird place because I think, I think it is held up as like being a very funny movie and yeah. like my parents are like this movie think it's really funny. I certainly I see the appeal in moments like there are moments where I'm like oh yeah this is like really strong comedy. I also just kind of think it's like okay though. Okay. I think it's 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 a movie that's sort of I don't know. It feels it feels very evocative of something, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't necessarily think that makes it a good thing or a good movie. But it's it, it's got a strong feeling to it, and I guess I guess in that sense, I'm glad it exists. Mm. It is streaming on Amazon Prime, so yeah. if you have a membership or know someone, just you know, get it for a moment. Yeah, you can watch it if you really want. Um, there are some moments in it that I think stand out as very funny to me, though. Okay. Um, one just did a little bit of performance that I really like. Um, when. The, this this during us plot line that you hate um but it's when jamie lee curtis and john cleese are first at john cleese's house and then his wife comes home and then his wife asks whose car is that and kevin klein walks in who john cleese did not know was there if you just really zero in on john cleese in that moment the look on his face is like fucking perfect I, you know what's as funny he's just like what the fuck is happening right now as much as i don't like that plot line that scene is really fucking funny. that scene is really funny and, yeah. and i think the way that that scene builds yeah. is what really makes it funny yeah like we're both aficionados of fraser sure which is well, that's what i think that, that's it's a, it yeah. has that farce element i think that's some that is what i enjoy in a fish called wanda is mm-hmm. it is there are part, moments in this movie that are just like really really like top of their game like farce like mm. if you if you want to study comedy if you want to if you don't want to laugh but you want to study comedy this is a good <laughs> if you movie want to watch. see a joke and go hmm yeah <laughs> that's think what about how well constructed i mean but i did laugh at that scene like that's a really oh, funny scene yeah um it's just extremely well constructed mm-hmm. i mean the characters are all d- deplorable and not likable at all yeah i kind of like jamie lee curtis i huh. kind of will forgive any negative thing a woman does to a man in a movie so i didn't really have a problem with her um do you i i'm so uh, do you think that before the events of the film uh-huh. that her and Kevin Klein were like semi their characters were semi famous in the underworld like that's why they came to London for this heist not I don't London know. but England whatever yeah like I, I I got this feeling that we're supposed to think that but I think the movie doesn't care like that's that's part of my yeah. problem yeah uh, I do think that there's some other things going on behind the scenes that are really interesting. Uh, the the character of George that you mentioned mm-hmm. his act his character's name is George Thomason mm-hmm. and his actor's name is Tom Georgeson yeah and that's well, do you know why John Cleese's character it, you know what his name he's is Archie Leach do you know what that is uh, that's um, Cary Grant's you know birth name yeah uh, so he <laughs> he said that's the closest he could come to playing Cary Grant yeah uh, I and I also thought it was interesting the there's this weird thing going on with the director mm-hmm. of the film yeah uh, Charles. Crichton, I think, or something like that. This was his last film. It was his last film. He was a he was a very uh, uh, elderly man who 
in his early days did a lot of different films. Uh, I can't remember the names of them, but they're semi-famous from what time they're from. Yeah. Um, including one that I saw recently. Uh, he he contributed to a film called Dead Dead of Night, mm. which was a rare horror film made in the 40s in Britain when they weren't making a lot of horror films. Interesting. Uh, he contributed to one of the segments. It's a it's a segmented film. Mm. And um, but the reason there's something weird with the director credits where they they wanted John Cleese as director of this film and he wanted yeah. this this guy because he knew that he could do it but the studio didn't trust that this old man could make a funny movie oh. and so John Cleese didn't actually really direct the film but he is in some cases credited as a co-director interesting but it was just for the studio's benefit yeah it's that's so weird that to me that is interesting yeah and I think that he did make a serviceable comedy like it's yeah. not yeah it's not bad he knows what he's it's doing it's super well constructed yeah, yeah. he yeah. knows what he's doing like with a camera like this yeah. director really <laughs> did put it together yeah so I don't know I, I think that that makes it a little more interesting for me. But yeah, I, I never had a good impression of it. But I do see what you're saying about um, British crime. Yeah. <laughs> amalgamation. Yeah. Going on here. Um, do you agree with my theory that I posed on Twitter that um, Kevin Klein is American Timothy Dalton? Oh, shit. And I'll tell you the three points of, of similarity that I, is why I say I, this. I, I want, I'm agreeing right now. <laughs> okay. but go ahead and give me the three points. Number one, impressive stature. Mm-hmm. Number two, looks good with a mustache. Mm-hmm. Number three, they just give off a vibe that they have a strong bloodlust. <laughs> That's okay. You you tell me you don't see that in both of them. I don't say, quite see it in Timothy Dalton. Really? I yeah. see. I think it's much stronger from Timothy Dalton than Kevin Klein. That's really interesting. You don't you don't sense bloodlust from Kev, from Timothy Dalton. No. Really? No. Have you seen any Timothy Dalton movie? Yeah. That's kind of like the whole bit of Hot Fuzz. I get. I I don't know if I'd call that bloodlust. It's definitely present in his two James Bond movies. I mean, a little bit in the Bond. That's all Bonds need a little bit of bloodlust. <laughs> Otherwise, they're not Bond. Even just like an interview with Timothy Dalton. Every time I see him, I think, oh, he wants to hurt somebody. I don't, I don't <laughs> That's know what makes him that. hot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me there. <laughs> you got me there. Hmm. And I think I think this is something that Kevin Klein shares. Hmm. I mean, Kevin Klein definitely has it in that movie. Yes. <laughs> I, I think he has... Uh, Kevin Klein has a vibe, at least if, if I remember correctly, in some of his later films, mm-hmm. I, I can't speak to his earlier works, where he, he definitely plays either like an asshole or just a total creep. Yeah. Like, that's his go-to thing that he plays. Mm-hmm. And uh, he plays it well. Yeah. Maybe it's coming from an inside place. Perhaps. The, the creep is coming from inside <laughs> the actor. What? <laughs> uh, so the minute 11. Minute 11. How minute start? Uh, minute start with jokes is what I've written down. Uh, Lord, I wrote down jokes. Lord Rutledge says, don't you think that's funny? That's why I wrote down jokes. Uh, to which Kyle goes, oh, haha, real, real, a real fake aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's trying to. Um, he says, oh, I get it. Yeah, he's trying to not give away how scared he is. I yeah. Think. Lord Rutledge says, that's better. And then he says, would you like to see a trick? Which. Yeah. Kyle's response should be everyone's response to this question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, not. <laughs> yeah, but you like magic and you say that. Um, yes, but. You're it, a little fucking dork who likes magic and you say that. Yeah. And if David Blaine <laughs> walked up to me on the street and said, would you like to see a trick? I don't know how I'd respond besides, okay. <laughs> what if he said, you know how you can change the consistency of metal? <laughs> I'd say, yeah, I know that. I know that very well. Um, so. Uh, Lord Rutledge pulls a silver dollar from behind 
Kyle's here. Now, let's talk about the silver dollar. Yes. It's too big. <laughs> Weren't they bigger? Older then? No. Older... I, don't think, I don't think American currency was ever that big. Really? Yeah. I mean, it is pretty big, though. I do have some dollar. I mean, I have, I've got two dollar coins sitting on my desk right now. Oh, okay. They are Sacagawea dollars, I think. Yeah, which that would be later than this film's dollar coin. Uh, no. No? No. <laughs> Sacagawea dollars were like 70s, I thought. Were they? I'm going to look it up. I thought they were very new. Uh, me might be right. Huh. I thought they were very new. I, I'll, I'm willing to be wrong. I'll tell you that much, because I I honestly thought they were, like, from the late 90s. There's a three in Sacagawea, right? Yeah. <laughs> I did a typo. Sacagawea. I did a little typo. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, uh, 2000 is when it was minted. Okay, okay. But the older dollar coin, I, I, I think, was about the same size. Yeah, I, I, it would not be that much bigger. I, I, I mean, I just chalked this up to um, they wanted to film something visual. Yeah. You know, and, and isn't there a law against using real currency in a film? I don't know. Probably. In every film, they have the fake currency. Yeah, and it has to say, like, for filming only. Yeah, if you zoom in on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unless you're watching the remake of Total Recall, in which it has Obama's face on it. What? That's a little fun fact that I like to... I have not seen the remake of Total Recall. Uh, so, I believe it's Total Recall, the remake, uh, where... With Colin Farrell? With Colin Farrell. There's a part where he goes into a safe deposit box, and he opens it up, and there's a bunch of monies and passports and shit, and the American money has Obama's face on it. That's curious. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) that's curious is the proper response. (laughs) Um, Because I don't know exactly what they were saying with that. Yeah. They were definitely saying something. Yeah. and, And I think everyone in the theater reacted differently in that moment. See, when I think of old dollar coins, I'm thinking of this friend that's got sort of... So you're showing the... Uh, still... What am I trying to say? It has some flat angles. It's almost an, it's almost an octagon instead of a circle. Yeah, except that it is circular. It is the octagon on the inside that tricks yeah, your yeah. eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it has a has the eagle. Yeah, this one on the other side. And it has... Um, Could that be Susan B. Anthony? That's probably Susan B. Anthony. Uh, she was a real piece of shit. She was a horrible racist. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah, yeah. She did the racisms. Yeah, her whole thing the, was like, <laughs> that's I can, a lot of the older, yeah, people that we look up to. Her whole thing was like, black men shouldn't have voting rights. White women should. Um, um, yeah. I, she, I also read some some new facts. Don't don't lionize Susan B. Anthony. She sucked. I read some new facts about Betsy Ross that I didn't know about either. Oh yeah, well that uh, makes sense. Well, Betsy Ross should be not noted by history because that her story's all fucking made up. Yeah. Like 100%. Mm. They taught that in schools. They did. I learned that sitting at a fucking <laughs> desk. I mean, there's a lot that they taught us about early America that really should be changed in schools. I, yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's take over the schools. They were all bad people. Spoiler. <laughs> big Every spoiler. Every single last one of them was a real big piece of shit. <sighs> but yeah, I'm, I'm actually upset about the Betsy Ross one. Because <laughs> that's just like someone 100 years after she died, it was like her great grand nephew was like, oh yeah, didn't you know my great great aunt made that flag? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, oh, I did guess she? that makes sense. <laughs> I guess she did. Yeah. And they all believed it? Yeah. It's really insane to me. Let's make a Richard Gere movie starring about that guy. Yeah. Lie to me. <laughs> What was I doing? That was, no, I know the show. I know, you know the movie. What I, you know what I'm referencing. I know the movie, but I don't remember the name, so that's why I it said called the, the hoax. Tim Roth show. <laughs> yeah. I was referencing the movie The Hoax, the starring hoax. Richard Gere, which was about he, the Mormon will of Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. I knew it was a Howard Hughes fake Um So he says, would you like to see a trick? So he pulls a silver dollar out from behind 
tiles here. Now, what I'm going to tell you that's not impressive about this what? is he didn't show that his hand was empty. He just literally went from pocket to ear. Yeah. He was just holding it. That's still pretty impressive. That's not impressive. It's a big coin to hide in your hand, though. He's, a, he's got big man hands. Mm, I don't know about that. He's got the big hand. Look at it. It's on your screen right now. Look how big that paw is. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> he looks like... He's got those Desmond Llewellyn hands he to does. reference another show that I'm involved this with. This is Goldeneye Plus 7. <laughs> this is not Goldeneye Plus 7. This is Goldeneye Plus 7. For those of you who don't know, on, on James Bonding, the show that I do social media for, they do they they rank the size of Desmond Llewellyn's hands, with his hands at Goldeneye being the standard, so bigger than Goldeneye is Goldeneye Plus whatever. This is not Goldeneye. This is, I would call this... Honestly, I would say Goldeneye minus one. I knew you were going to say a minus, and no. I would say Goldeneye minus one is what is what we're dealing with this right now. This is a now. huge hand. All right. So he says, you know, I can do all sorts of tricks. Do you know what my speci- speciality is? You're Now you're playing it. I am playing it. I'm so, going to rewatch this because I did do you think mute it so that, I, I did mute okay, it, and good. I do think this is cool and impressive. He doesn't even... He just had it in his hand. No, that's impressive. I'm impressed. Oh, my God. That you, was cool. You, you try and dunk on magic, and then you turn around on me and say, that was impressive? I was dunking on you dunking on magic. I also like magic. Okay. <laughs> For the record. <laughs> Let's we'll join together in our love of magic tricks. Uh, so he says, do you know what my speciality is? He says yeah. it like that. Yeah, because he's British. He's British. Uh, it's Kasa's, like when I say issues for you, fun instead of issues. Yes. Uh, so Kyle says no. He says, I can make noisy little boys disappear. Yeah. And then spooky music plays. Yeah. What do you think of the spooky music? I loved it. I I, I, I got to give it up to Dustin Jackman. <laughs> this is good. This is good spooky music. From minute one, you hated the music. That's and now true. you've come around. It well, took this, this long. one minute. There's one part of the music I like. I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, so that Kyle turns to run. Um, but uh, Lord Rutledge grabs him using his cane. On... I would call this a walking stick. Okay. Okay. I don't. I don't think he needs it necessarily. That's, are, that, to yeah. me, that is the distinction. He is not an injured. Uh, He's person. just a fancy lad. This is very true. Uh, so he uses the the crook. What do you call that? Handle. Uh, the handle of the walking stick to grab Kyle by the jacket hood. Yes. Uh, and he kind of stops him running, and he says, "One more thing, my dollar." Yeah. I like that line a lot. Yeah. <laughs> my dollar is very good. Yeah. Um. So Kyle returns. Why did I write Kyle returns? Oh, he returns the dollar. Yeah. I wrote Kyle returns and I got really confused. Um, so then we then we see uh, Lord Rutledge checking in. Yeah. He walks up to the front desk guy. He says, good morning, Rutledge. Yeah. Uh, Twitch the guy says, welcome to the Majestic Inn, Mr. Majestic Inn, Majestic Hotel. Yeah. Mr. Rutledge. Yeah. And he cracks me and says, Lord, Lord. Rutledge. Yeah. Now, this character that we see here is not a character we've seen before. The no. front desk guy here now. He's not Consuela. He's not of, Nancy. <laughs> a lot of changes on the front desk. Not a lot of consistency there. Yeah. You would think they just would stick with one character. Yeah. Um, so then uh, the, the he apologizes, and Lord Rutledge says, the Rutledges don't stand on ceremony. Mm-hmm. I think he is standing on ceremony here a little bit. <laughs> I think he is a little bit here. I guess. Uh, and then we meet... Mrs. Della Croce. Mrs. Della Croce. <laughs> um, uh, she notices Lord Rutledge. She mm-hmm. recognizes him. Yes. I think this is very interesting. Yeah. This is a very important piece of lore for I this agree. film. I agree with you 100%. That Mrs. Della Croce recognizes Lord Rutledge, approaches him in a friendly manner. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, we know from later events, he knows her. 
this suggests that con man he may be, mm-hmm. he is legitimately a part of the high society to some extent. Or... Or he's or is a long con. Or he has so yeah. planted himself within the high society. Classic long con. That they have no idea. He Sawyer taught him right because it's a classic long con. Hi, I'd like you. I'm, I'm I would like. Have you heard the good news about Lost? It's canceled have finally forever the, and deleted from our brains. Have you heard the good news about Jacob? Oh no! Don't Lost do is it. a good show. Y'all should watch I'd it. I'd rather hear the good news about the Man in Black. <laughs> Your uh, team, Man in Black. Yes, I am. So. Mrs. Uh, uh, he asked Mrs. Delacroce if she's here for the ball. Yeah. Here's our second mentioning of the crystal ball. The crystal ball. The big event coming up at the Majestic Hotel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now th- she is a, an older woman in furs. I wouldn't necessarily say she's an older woman. Oh, okay. I would say she's about, if anything, Lord Rutledge's age. Okay. I would I would say he's a little older. I think he's trying to look older I as mean, well. I mean, older than us, but... Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, then you get to the part. What's what is older? Quote what do you consider older. older? I would say she's fifty. I you would don't think say she's fifty. Even? I think she's in her forties. Okay. I would also. I would. I wouldn't even consider fifty older. Well, I. I I'm, guess I'm, that is. I'm real generous. For me, you really are generous. You got it. If you ain't got an AARP membership, you're not older. So that, is that higher than sixty-five now? Because I, didn't I, they raise? I thought it was fifty-five. Oh, okay. I thought they would have raised it to match the. Um, it, the way that America handles retirement age. Sure. Well, I'll say even 55, uh, really 60 is really where you get into older territory for mm. me comfortably, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't see fit from 55 to 60. I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. But I also wouldn't say older myself. All right. All right. Not until they hit 60. Uh, but she's wearing furs, which yeah. is, I guess, to also denote her fanciness within the, uh, the society. I mean, pretty much anyone that's staying at this hotel must have like a, a, a bunch of monies, huh? Yeah. Like a big, like one of those big sacks a big, of big, money. Big sack of money with dollar, dollar sign, on, sign it. on it. Yeah. Yeah. They must be having that in their room. Uh, so she says, of course, she's here for the ball. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he asks, where is poor Mr. Delacroach? Delacroche, please. Delacroche. I do Excuse stand me. on ceremony and you will say that name correctly. And uh, for some reason, I thought I wrote it down. I did not write down what she says in response to that. According but to she, this, you only have to be um, 50. See, this is now you're saying AARP, and that's that they're changing the age on it. Well, I just because I thought that was 55. That's the only reason why I said AARP. Mm-hmm. AARP no longer requires the members to be retired, but they might must at least. I can't talk and Very I good. can't read because I didn't go to school as a child. This is my song. <laughs> is that, a- this is in the new Mary Poppins film, right? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Some new character. <laughs> AARP no longer requires that members be retired. <laughs> <laughs> retired. <laughs> Hand it to me, I'll read it. Wait, oh no, I've been handed the headphones. I'm, I'm now the sole host of this show. I don't know how to do this. AARP no longer requires that members be retired, but they must be at least age 50, although a membership includes free membership for a spouse or partner who may not yet be 50. Now that feels like bullshit. I wish Emily was here to agree with me. That membership includes free membership for a special partner who may not yet be 50. Because I feel like they could have very young partners who could be in the AARP, and that's not how that works. I'm holding everything right now. I don't know. Emily <laughs> has left me alone. I'm, I'm really... Hey, does anyone want... Um, I, I know this is a real awkward time to ask, but is anyone out there looking to co-host a podcast about Dunstan Checks In 
where we watch one minute of the film and then pair the minute with another film uh and that's the whole show because i really use a co-host right now uh if the universe out there can hear me send me send me someone who's a fit replacement for emily i know that's a tall that's a tall order um but i I'm really, I'm honestly a lone listener. I want you to know that Emily has committed to the bit. I am alone right now. And that's, that's the way that it is. This is, this is the, is this the longest that Emily has left me alone to do a bit? I don't know. Only, only you would know. Uh, Cause she definitely did this at least once during uh, Super Mario Brothers minute. That was a lot of fun, huh? Remember our good friends Mario and Luigi and Princess Daisy, huh? Remember them? They were good. They were good fun people. Uh, you know, maybe I'll talk more about a fish called Wanda. Uh, how it had a secret, secret sequel called Fierce Creatures. That was that was something that happened in the world. You got into Fierce Creatures. I meant to bring that up when we were talking about A Fish Called Wanda, but I, I forgot to. But I'm, I'm glad to see that it did come up in my absence. I ran out. My podcast juice was running low, so I had to double back within the show <laughs> yeah, to that's figure fair. out what else I could talk that's about. That's fair. Um, and I did just flash you a little bit when I sat down. I but saw I'm, nothing. I'm wearing tights, so you wouldn't, like, really, you wouldn't have seen it. I mean, I'm wearing leggings, so you wouldn't have seen anything anyway. Much like the character from... Hogan's Heroes. I see nothing. I don't. I've never seen Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes is about prisoners of war, and the inept German pe- people that keep them prisoners. German people. The very. You're being very friendly to the to when you say Nazis, uh, Andrew. Yeah, because I. I think even within the show, they were weird about saying the word Nazi. Well, sure. You don't want to. You don't want to bring up Nazis uh, and how they're a staple of your sitcom. Yeah. So there was a, a Nazi corporal. I can't. Corporal Clink, I think, was his name. Sure. And I've he, heard that name before. He was um, very easily bought off. So they would mm. give him a cake, and he would look the other way while they dug a tunnel. I see. Uh, and then he'd get in trouble with his boss, sure, Hitler, <laughs> who was the main character of Hogan's Heroes. No, he wasn't. They yeah. really shied away from a lot of that. I think. Well, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really they want to make a, an upbeat, yeah, <laughs> sitcom about prisoners of war. Yeah. How did they make that show? It's very odd that that existed. <laughs> so weird. I mean, Mash is weird to me too, but yeah. whatever. What did you ever watch match? I've seen some scenes. I was mocked on this podcast for, uh, or maybe it was on a stream. For, I think it was, it was for, on the discord. Yeah. It was maybe just on the discord for <laughs> somewhere uh, for not knowing, uh, mm-hmm. which character Alan Alda played. Mm-hmm. It was Hawkeye question mark. Still mm-hmm. not a hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. He definitely played Hawkeye, the character that Jeremy Renner reprised the role of. Yes. In the Avengers films. Do we have anything more to say about this minute? I couldn't remember what fucking, because I didn't write it down, what uh, Mrs. Delacroce says when Lord Rutledge asks, where is poor Mr. Delacroce? I believe she just says he's not here. Yeah. And it and ends, then Lord Rutledge says, how? Yeah, that's the end of the minute. Yeah. Uh, I believe he's going to respond positively to the lack of Delacroce in the room of Mrs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which uh, she it, this character does come back. So this is a character that we're yeah. Gonna this watch. is a recurring character in the film on Delacroce. Yeah, this is your eye on Delacroce. Watch. <laughs> I 
can't. That bit ended as soon as it started. Because it was too good. <laughs> it was too good. It was the perfect bit. Um, let's wrap this up. I do another show with um, plugs. <laughs> Why did you got to do this to me? Plugs. I do another show with Plugs. with Justin Kizan called Nothing Plugs. New, a remake podcast, Plugs. where every um, month we watch a film and Plugs. the film it's based on. Plugs. Like for example, we're gonna do The Grinch Plugs. for December, and you should Plugs. check that out um, because Grinch. Plugs. And you can find it at BenvyNetwork.com/slash/nothing-new. Uh, I do another show called It's Plugs. on My List. You can find that it's on my list pod.com and on Plugs. other social medias. It's on my list pod. Plugs. Uh, every month, uh, uh, me and a group of others get together and we talk about films Plugs. that people say, hey, that should be on your list. Plugs. And we decide if it should be on your list. Um, so we Plugs. did. We did. Plugs. Gone with the Wind. Plugs. We did The Shining. Plugs. And then we did uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian, which Plugs. I got a healthy dose of John Cleese and Plugs. Michael Palin. <laughs> Um, so check all those out uh, and also check out um, you know whatever you want I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Podcaster Andrew plugs I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Twitch at very cool Emily I stream Tuesdays Thursdays and all weekend today on Twitch Um, you can uh, you can you can and should give to us on Patreon bend you Patreon dot please org help slash Hello. I would like to give some money to these two good podcasters and also some apes. I'm going to I'm gonna call this right now. By next recording, I will have officially selected the ape charity we okay. will be giving to. We, we've, we've gone back and forth. I've been slacking because I don't know how to research charities, but I got some good suggestions from a friend, and uh, next week we will have an orangutan rescue that we will be giving money to. Very good. Um, via our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, please rate and review us on iTunes. Um, Check out our YouTube page. Check out our YouTube page. I think page. it's youtube.com slash Dunstan Checks Men. I, yeah. I don't know how YouTube URLs work. It nope. could be no one does. YouTube.com slash channel slash Dunstan sure. Checks Men. If you search for Dunstan Checks Men, certainly you will get a lot of people who have illegally posted Dunstan Checks in. Yeah. But then you will also find us. Our channel yeah. Yeah. is there where every week I post a trailer for the upcoming film that pairs with the minute as well as I, I've cut in some of the minute to give you a little taste of what that's it's a lot like. of fun um and, and hey is, what this is the part where i say what my movie is that i've chosen to pair with minute 12 oh yeah that movie is insert movie here because i didn't pick it yet oh, i great. completely forgot great good job with breaking news yeah we've selected the minute for the next episode By the movie mean for the next, yeah because it's your turn <laughs> it's my turn so for minute 12 of dunstan Checks. The 12. Men. On the 12th minute of Dunstan checks in, Dunstan gave to me <laughs> a pole board, mall cop too. <laughs> there we go. Um, and hey, while we're just gabbing, why don't you join the Dunstan checks men Discord? You there's can find a, uh, that. link uh, on our Twitter. There's a link on our Twitter, which is at Majestic Hotel NY. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram is at Dunstan checks men. I can't remember if we said that or not. And rate, rate and reviews on Apple iTunes, five stars, and in the text of the review, say what you would like to steal from England. Ooh. Yeah. Can I leave a review? Because I have some stuff I, I want to steal. Well, I think you officially have posted the podcast. I guess. So I guess your account can't. I mean, you can. I'm not going to stop. What I'm saying is iTunes might stop you. Uh-huh. But I, I, I give <laughs> you the go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I want to steal some stuff from England. Yeah. So that's what you can rate and review in our in our ein, ein. and hey, we're checking out.
Do you like wrestling? Well, I'm here to tell you about Massive Buds Wrestling Show. I'm Brendan Creasy, and you may know me from podcasts such as Radio Brendo Man, Popsicles, and MBWS in its former names. But we're still here, and now we're Massive Buds Wrestling Show. My friend Keith Gomez and I talk about the latest in WWE, Southern California indie wrestling, and cannabis. Yeah, that's right. I said cannabis. Check us out. Massive Buds Wrestling Show, mbwspod.com, or benviewnetwork.com, and of course on Apple Podcasts and all podcast services. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at benviewnetwork.com.